You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Spurs is a daily podcast covering the San Antonio Spurs. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audioboom, and many more. Locked On Spurs will be there waiting for all Spurs fans, whether it be on your daily commute, lunch hour, or whenever you have time, Locked On Spurs will bring you the latest on the silver and black. Now, let's talk some Spurs. Spurs have erased a four-game losing streak and are on a two-game winning streak and are set to host the Los Angeles Clippers later on tonight. Welcome to Locked On Spurs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, and thanks for tuning in once again. And yeah, Spurs are looking good right now, at least in the last two games, especially coming off a uh, four-game skid uh, where the Spurs simply did not look like. Spurs basketball, as Rudy Gay said during that four-game slide. But nevertheless, the Spurs have rattled off two consecutive wins and uh, looking primed to host the Los Angeles Clippers, who, uh, you know, have been looking solid for the most part this season, although they have stumbled a little bit uh, in the recent games. Uh, we're going to get to all that, break down three keys to a Spurs victory. But before we dive into all that, this episode of Lockdown Spurs is brought to you by SeatGeek. You need to download the SeatGeek app right now. Look, it's user-friendly. It's mobile-friendly. I have it. You should have it. With that SeatGeek app, you get price alerts. You have the ability to download your ticket straight to your favorite device. And, you know, you'll be able to just scan your ticket off your uh, favorite device, like your cell phone, right at any arena, stadium, what have you. And look, SeatGeek is not simply just for sports. They have non-sporting events to go to. So, I mean, with that app you got so much at your fingertips it's just out of control i mean i recently used it uh the other day when i wanted to catch a uh, spurs game and needless to say it worked out beautifully i didn't have to um print the tickets i just scanned them and actually i got it for my family member and i just met him at the uh, gate and just had the usher scan me scan him in off my phone and boom what do you know uh good times all around by using the seat geek app look you want to write this down, L-O-N-B-A. That's L-O-N-B-A because that promo code is going to get you a $20 rebate off your first ticket purchase by using the SeatGeek app. Again, that's L-O-N-B-A. Mobile-friendly, user-friendly, a $20 rebate off your first ticket purchase by using the SeatGeek app. What more do I have to tell you to go and get yourself the SeatGeek app right now? So once again, download the SeatGeek app, enter promo code L-O-N-B-A, Get yourself a $20 rebate and enjoy whatever you go to, whether it be NFL, NBA, whatever event you want to have uh, ready. So go enjoy it. And uh, yeah, download the Seed Geek app now. All right, so the Spurs are on a two-game winning streak. It's a lot better than a four-game losing streak. And uh, are looking primed to host uh, the Clippers later on tonight. And it should be a great game. 
And uh, during this uh, two-game winning streak, the Spurs have now up their record to 6-4 and four on the season. And uh, considering this is an uber-competitive Western Conference this season, you know, every win is going to count. Hopefully this uh, four-game slide doesn't hurt the Spurs later down the road. But the Spurs can definitely, uh, you know, make a statement across the league by uh, beating the Clippers. Now, look, the Spurs, I mean, to my, you know, best of knowledge here, you know, really haven't been tested. And when they did, you know, playing against upper echelon uh, teams, Boston, the Warriors, they kind of fell flat. You know, they lost to Boston. They, they lost to the Warriors. And uh, yes, I know Kawhi Leonard is still out. Joffrey Laverne is out. Parker is out. And that makes uh, for a big reason why the Spurs maybe struggled against those top tier teams when those top tier teams have some of their better parts on hand. I get it. Boston didn't have Gordon Hayward, but nonetheless, um, the uh, Boston got the win. Uh, Spurs uh, got the loss uh, against the Warriors. And, well, let's just forget that little four-game slide. Why don't we? But as far as the Clippers are concerned tonight, you know, the Clippers are not looking like the Clippers they did uh, a few days ago. I mean, you know, already starting off the season, looking at what they did in their uh, last five games, they're one in four. So they really haven't been stellar of recent uh, games. And uh, they're coming off a loss to the Heat. And now, to the Clippers' credit, they made a furious comeback, but it was too little too late, and they ended up losing 104 to 101. And uh, Blake Griffin, he had himself 23 points in that loss for Los Angeles. So uh, the Clippers are definitely coming in a little bit shaky. One and four, as I mentioned in their last five games. Uh, the Spurs, as you know, they're 2 and 0, and uh, they're still on this uh, home game stand, uh, which is going to be wrapping up very soon. So the Spurs got to get this game and the next game before they hit the road once again. So let's go ahead and take a look at tonight's matchup Spurs Clippers. And three things the Spurs have to do to secure themselves a W. All right, key number one for a Spurs victory is control the boards. And I believe this or not, the Clippers are actually 2-0 and on the road this young season. I get it, it's just two games, but um, nonetheless, uh, they actually struggle more at home than they do on the road. They're 3-4 and at home versus 2-0 and away from L.A., and what is the big thing that they're doing to secure at least an undefeated record so far in this season away from L.A.? Rebounding. At home, they average about 46 rebounds per game. However, on the road, they're averaging 52.5 rebounds per game. Now, you know this and I know this. Obviously, that has a lot to do with the play of DeAndre Jordan. You know, he is definitely one of the better defenders in the league. And he definitely can rebound with the best of them. This season, Jordan is having a career year as far as controlling the boards. Uh, you know, through nine games so far in this early and very young NBA season, he's averaging 15.1 rebounds per game. That is just amazing. His net, his I guess the last time he averaged close to that was in 2014-15 when he averaged a flat 15. But he's averaging at least a fraction of a more rebound per game. Uh, for Los Angeles. So obviously the Spurs have to control the boards. Of course, I'm going to look at, and you're going to look at Pau Gasol and LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, Those two guys are going to have to keep him off that rim, off that backboard, because quite frankly, look, the, the Clippers, they predicate a lot of themselves on the up and down game. Uh, You know, they, they average quite a bit of points Uh, uh, this season. They're averaging about 107.6 points per game. 
obviously a lot of that is going to be fueled by the rebounding that the Clippers have been doing so far this season and doing well, at least on the road, as I mentioned, the numbers. And DeAndre Jordan has a lot to do with that. He, it it kickstarts their offense. It gets them on the uh, fast break. He's able to outlet pass uh, to the runners, uh, streaking towards the opposite end for the uh, rim. And it just causes a lot of headaches for the Spurs, at least transition defense-wise, um, trying to slow down and contain the offensive firepower that the uh, Los Angeles uh, Clippers have. So right off the bat, controlling the boards. And again, LaMarcus Aldridge, Pau Gasol, obviously are the two main guys that are going to have to try to do that. And it's unfortunate that Laverne is not playing because he could have helped at least, uh, you know, that's six fouls right there to try to contain Jordan from gobbling up the rebounds. But nonetheless, controlling the boards has to do that. And it goes beyond simply just controlling the boards. You know, it's also setting pace. You know, the Spurs want to set the pace. The Spurs want to control the tempo. If Jordan and, you know, Blake Griffin, you know, he's been doing well as, uh, at the same time, you, you know, and collectively this Clippers team is rebounding quite well. You look at them and you're like, hey, look, if we can control the boards, not only do we control that aspect of the game, but we also control the tempo, the pace, the speed. You know, we dictate exactly how this game is going to be played. The Spurs haven't really been that successful against the uh, Clippers in recent years. Last year, they were one and two. Uh, versus LA and actually the Clippers got the season series on San Antonio so this this is the Spurs first test against this Clippers team and now granted Chris Paul's not there anymore but you know they do ha- they did in the trade get uh, swing some uh, good acquisitions and new blood into their system now Danilo Gallinari he is questionable to play later on tonight more than likely he won't but they got a tenacious defender Patrick Beverly uh, Blake Griffin, he's had has a resurgence this season. He's averaging double figure points scoring and expanding his uh, game beyond just simply being a dunker. Of course, Jordan, we know what he's doing for Los Angeles, and Doc Rivers is still there. You know, his son, uh, you know, Rivers, the younger Rivers Jr. You know, Austin, he is just uh, being a better defender for the uh, Clippers. So, all in all, this Clippers team is a team that you don't want to take lightly. And uh, you don't want to look past them because this is not a team that, although coming in, you know, a little struggling right now, but nonetheless, they could be a dangerous team. And this is a team that recently has a Spurs number. So off the bat, before I get off track here, controlling the rebounding, controlling those boards has to be number one on three keys to do for the Spurs to win in tonight's contest. Key number two for San Antonio to get the W is... Keep on shooting well. We know one of the biggest Achilles heels for the Spurs in the four-game slide was they couldn't find the bottom of the basket. They couldn't hit the side of a barn if they threw up a rock at it. Lately, at least in the last two games, the Spurs have been getting better at uh, dropping the ball in the bucket. In the last two games, they are averaging 48.5% shooting from the field and 40.8% from the three-point line. All in all, this has helped expand and open up the paint for a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge to go to work, Reed Gay to get to the rim. And a lot of that has to do with the resurgence of Patty Mills. Patty Mills has uh, been kind of quiet of late, but he recently has uh, opened up or at least woke up a bit in the last two games. And a lot of the uh, Spurs success um, in this little winning streak has come from Mills. Uh, Granted, yes, we know LaMarcus Aldridge is still doing what he can do. But in the last game, he had a season-high 17 points versus the Suns. 
and he did that off the bench. So the Spurs definitely need that kind of edge, shooting edge from Mills, and thankfully he did find his his um, shooting stroke, and from other players. Brendan Paul has been knocking down shots. Rudy Gay's been knocking down shots. Danny Green has been knocking down shots, and you see where I'm going with this. They knocked down shots. They got themselves a great chance to win. Circling back to Patty Mills, and again, how key he has been for San Antonio in this uh, mini two-game win streak. You know, he's been averaging, as I mentioned, uh, 17 points per game in these last two. But more importantly, for you and me and for the Spurs, he's connected on 52% of his field goals, and he's connected on, brace yourself, 58.3% from deep. All this making it for the Spurs, when he's on the court, for having a plus-minus of plus seven. So you see exactly how hot he has been and how hot he's caught on fire for San Antonio. Now, it's just simply just the shooting and the scoring, which helps tremendously, but he's also chipping in with rebounds. Three, he has, uh, he's passing the ball, four assists, and all in all, just being a really solid player and the player that many expected from him to be heading into this season, especially after signing that nice uh, fat <laughs> pay raise he got over the summer. So obviously he's shooting out. The Spurs can knock down their shots. Uh, and, you know, the Spurs will be in a good position to get the win tonight versus the L.A. Clippers. And finally, and the, the big key, is uh, Spurs bench production. Now, look, the Spurs uh, obviously do not have three players right now. Laverne, Parker, and Kawhi. Now, you toss in Derek White, but, I mean, he got hurt recently in Austin in the G League. But he's really been a non-factor. So you really look at the Spurs are down three guys. So that's three guys that could potentially provide some offense. The Spurs bench has been quietly underrated this um, season so far and has been very productive for San Antonio and actually has been pretty much a um, a nice uh, punch collectively uh, for San Antonio and to show exactly how deep this team is. Now, let's take a look exactly uh, these big numbers uh, coming off the bench for San Antonio. I mean, look what they did in the win versus uh, Phoenix. Four Spurs came off the bench to score in double figures. Murray had 13. Rudy Gay had 12. Bryn Forbes had 12. Brendan Paul had 11. And then you take it even further back uh, in the season. And against the Hornets, which is on November 3rd, Forbes had 22 points off the bench. Gay had 20. Murray had 10. Manu had 10. Now, that's two consecutive wins, which marks the first time since the Spurs joined the NBA that uh, the team had four bench players scoring double digits in two straight games. This has been great for San Antonio. I think the Spurs are going to need that versus the Clippers tonight. Now, look, San Antonio's bench has outscored its opposition's bench in all but two games this season and in the last five games in a row. This Spurs bench is deep and is led by Rudy Gay. Now, Rudy Gay has been having himself a nice season coming off that Achilles heel injury, uh, which pretty much uh, ended his season last year with Sacramento after 30 games. Off the Spurs bench this season, uh, Rudy Gay is averaging 12.6 points per game, 5 rebounds, and 1.8 assists. So he's definitely been that uh, go-to guy off uh, San Antonio's uh, bench. Uh, when the Spurs need an offensive punch, and he's also doing it uh, defensively too as well. But just look at what he's done in the last two games during this winning streak. 
He is averaging 16 points per game off 50% shooting. He's also shooting 33% from deep. He's also chipping in with six rebounds, two assists, and 1.5 steals, making this uh, for the Spurs a plus minus with him on the court, a plus 21. I mean, that's how impactful Rudy Gay has been for San Antonio. Look, a lot of people were looking at that Achilles heel injury, wondering if he'll be able to rebound and look like the player he was pre-Achilles heel injury. And so far, so good. And look, he hasn't played basketball in quite some time. And, uh, you know, last season was over for him after 30 games. And, of course, there's the extensive rehab he went through, a shortened preseason this year. And he's tossed into a new system that he has to learn. Now, granted, uh, you know, he's a veteran and, you know, learning and adapting to a new system should be uh, easy peasy for him. But nonetheless, I think he's only going to get better as the season goes on. He's making himself known that, hey, you know, he did and he has and he's back off that injury and the numbers show it. So all in all, the Spurs bench has been dynamite this season and I think is going to be key against the Clippers tonight in San Antonio, but I want to hear what you have to say about tonight's, uh, uh, hopefully a win. Hopefully they go to three, and know, in the last three games, but let's talk about the Clippers. So let's talk about the Spurs. What do you think is going to happen tonight? Email me at jeffgarcia74 at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs zone. And with that, I'm going to put a lock on this episode of locked on Spurs. Mm-hmm.